Hi. Welcome to another episode of Paul's on Power, Power Systems Design's podcast on the latest in power and power design. I'm your host, Alex Paul, and today I've got a friend of the show, Patrick Lefebvre. He's with uh, Ericsson Power Modules, and uh, we're just going to talk a bit about some of the challenges that are currently going on at the board level, especially in the area of power density and uh, energy efficiency, because people want more of both, don't they, Patrick? Welcome to the show. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Alex, giving us the opportunity to talk about this uh, challenging situation in the board, board power solution. Um, as, uh, as many know that uh, the power density is increasing, everybody would like to package more processor and ASIC and FPGA in the board, but also having more speed and, and data per board. Uh, that means that for the processor industry, uh, it's a big jump in, in terms of number of um, uh, connections and transistor on the silicon, but for the power industry, it's extremely challenging because we are moving from uh, a power solution, bulk power solution that used to be in a range of 300 watts um, to a range that is around uh, 1200 watts. And we foresee that uh, in the next coming three years, the, the, the average power per board in the ICT industry might be around 3 kilowatts. That's really challenging for us. That's incredibly challenging, Patrick. I mean, we're talking about orders of magnitude, more power. I mean, that's going to be done with a lot of uh, power manipulation, but that also requires a lot of brute force physics, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. Um, we uh, we should keep in mind that uh, most of the uh, telecom equipment, they are powered by a 48-volt uh, system, and most of the processor on the board, they are requiring one volt, and they are talking about sub-volt um, applications. That means that we have to step down from 48 to 1 while we have to give more power to the board. Um, there are different levels. The first level is the, the DC-DC that switch down the 48 volt to an intermediate bus that usually is 12 volt or 8 and 6 depending on application and down to 1 volt by very, very highly efficient uh, point of load. Um, the challenge are different if you consider the DC-DC. The DC-DC, you have to package a lot of switching power. You have to, de- uh, to reuse the power dissipation as much as possible. I mean, you need very high efficiency as well on the POL, but the POL has more challenging now roles in the, in the sense that uh, microprocessor and FPGA ASIC, uh, they are communicating and using what we call this adaptage voltage scaling. It's, it's a lot of innovation that needs to be introduced to, to manage this very high power density and the request from the new ICT application. Exactly. Well, then it's not just power, is it? Because power management is thermal management. It's, you've got to be able to have uh, very, very high efficiency, but there is still going to be some thermal dissipation involved. Yeah, that, that, that's correct. I mean, we are talking a lot about uh, the power packaging and how much was uh, per, uh, per uh, cubic inch. Uh, but at the end, whatever the efficiency you have, even you have 99% efficiency, you still need to dissipate power somewhere. Uh, one of the most challenging uh, for the uh, the power architect is to make sure that the power dis- is dissipated in, in a proper way. Um, the um, the old technique that uh, that consists to have a base plate connected to uh, the, the the ferrite and the MOSFET uh, is still uh, is still a technology, but uh, we are more now talking and considering about how to drain the heat uh, either to the board or to the cold plate. Uh, 
in in a more in a more efficient way we we are investigating different type of technology like ceramic cooling uh which uh, which is more like a, a little heat pipe that drain the heat from the different uh, hot spots on on the board uh, base plate to the base plate uh we we are also um investigating a new technology for some of our customers that are using very, very advanced cooling uh, we're not talking very much about uh, immersion cooling, but we see more and more data centers that are uh, using very active cooling. Instead of having fan blowing air into the system, they really go and drain the heat from the lowest level of the board, uh, microprocessor for sure, but also the, the power source. And this is very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. It is interesting, and you know, I I can remember when liquid cooling was a hobbyist thing to when they were overclocking processors. Now to have it picked up in the mainstream like this is very interesting. And of course, the devices involved have to be compatible. You can't just simply you know spray some water on something and call it liquid cooling. <laughs> exactly. I mean, uh, when we when we first heard about uh, experimentation uh, around uh, liquid cooling or image cooling, uh, everybody was very uh, suspicious. Now we uh, we have seen data center operated with this uh, technology. Um, there are some companies like uh, 3M that are um, showing very very interesting. Uh, outcome from uh, image cooling, but that for sure it's not just because you emerge a PC board or a board uh, into uh, into a bath that uh, that it will work uh, efficiently. That for sure that improves, but uh, the whole board needs to be designed in in a different way. And what we are investigating uh, or doing research in very very efficient cooling like this uh, ceramic uh, chimney. Uh, draining heat out of the of the modules are very very efficient when they are applied in the board image, and uh, that is part of um, the evolution of the board power industry. Um, our designers now are mixing different competences. Thermal has always been very important, but it become more and more important as the power density increase. Um, Water break today or in range, I mean, it's always a discussion about how much power can you package in a break. Uh, that very much depends for sure if you have a regulated, semi-regulated or DC-DC transformer without any formal regulation. But as soon you introduce regulation, then the constraints are extremely high and we see more and more systems requiring very good regulation. That means that the brakes that are today in the range of 600 and 800 watts fully regulated are extremely challenging, uh, and then the cooling becomes key. Uh, combining, combining many different competences, thermal is becoming more and more important. How you do uh, new topo- topology and how you combine everything uh, without talking about evolution of very high potency brick, uh, including digital control. This is an area that uh, that is still uh, developing, and this is very, very interesting. Oh, it is extremely interesting, Patrick. So now, why don't you tell us a little bit about how uh, Ericsson is manifesting their philosophies into products, like some of the, some of the more recent product lines that you've come out with that directly address this. That's correct. We we have released a number of new products uh, from like the the, the one that uh, the 600 watt fully regulated full range 36 to 75 uh, that uh, that we named the PKM uh, 4613NH um, is a combination of uh, different uh, technology. 
first, the topology that is used in this product is very, very innovative. We combine three different topology into one to make sure that the product always operates at best uh, in any type of conditions. We have, um, uh, this product is based on an analog uh, controller, but we have what we call analog algorithm built in the product. Uh, which combine uh, the different type of regulation, uh, regulated ratio, or what we call hybrid regulated ratio. Uh, and this is one part. The second part is the way the product is designed for the cooling I mentioned before. The product is already designed with in mind the possibility to implement uh, new cooling or new methods to drain the heat out from, from the modules. In this type of uh, product and technology, we are also uh, forcing the possibility to package 800 watt full range. We have already released an 850 watt product uh, with a narrow input range and we will develop uh, much higher power. Um, as well, in, in, this, uh, in this type of product, very high power density, uh, the digital power will, will take place in, uh, in the next two years, where Something that we have already pictured in uh, in a presentation called fragmented distributed power, where the module will be distributed in different places place of the board to decrease the power losses through the coppers, uh, is now becoming reality. Excellent. Well, the thing about that is is that we have to keep uh, creating solutions that are going to address the next generation needs and. Having the digital control aspect is something that is people are discussing at this point now, but will become a necessity as we move farther forward. So you, it's good that you, you're developing products to address that downstream. Yes, that's right. Because as as we move forward, the the, the power density will continue to increase. Uh, I mentioned three kilowatt boards. Some companies are already talking about five kilowatt per board. Um, it, it might be an end somewhere when uh, when it will it will be very very difficult to package so much power on a PC board. However, um, looking forward, we uh, we foresee that uh, the three kilowatt board will require very very intelligent power, uh, as well the five kilowatt board and. The uh, energy management at board level uh, has reached a point where. Uh, a board cannot be operated without effective energy management. Um, it, if, we, if we just think uh, a few years and 10, 15 years ago, nobody could have believed that a board will reach this power density and that power module uh, will reach 600 watts in fully regulated full range product. It's just amazing. It is. It is. When you think about the densities that are available today and the densities that are coming, you, sometimes you wonder how at, at what point are we going to re just get to the point where we, we just can't cram that much power onto the board without really changing fundamentally uh, lead technology and materials technology and board technology? Yeah, th this is the this is the part that is the most pretty the most uh, interesting is um, uh, the fact that uh, the power board power has totally changed from what it used to be when I started my career in 1982. Um, I remember when people talk about Fulbrick, a company that do not exist anymore, like Steven Sarnold, uh releasing the uh, Fulbrick 100 watts, and we are all amazed about that. And today we are. Uh, releasing 600 watts in a, in a quad break format. It's just amazing. It, it truly is. So, Patrick, 
what I'd like to do to all of my guests is give them the floor for the final word. Uh, whatever you'd like to uh, end the show with, whether it's more about the product or something about your strategic vision or just a tip you'd like to leave or an opinion you'd like to leave with our audience before we close it out, the floor is yours. Thank you very much, Alex. Um, well, what I would like to say is that uh, for many, many days, years, I've heard that the electronic industry and especially the power industry uh, was a very boring one. And over the last 10 years, or I would say over all of my career, uh, I have never been born about the uh, the power, but the nowadays technology, high power density, mixing new technology of cooling and digital power is making this industry extremely exciting. And I definitely would like to encourage the student that study electronic today to consider the power electronic because it's really exciting and it's uh, it's an industry that needs research and very advanced research and we 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 will see pretty more and more technology evolution coming from the young generation of engineer that are now getting into the power industry well and thank you for that call to action patrick there you're absolutely right we need more of that more students, more people interested, even more uh, advanced hobbyists and tinkerers who may come up with ideas that the uh, traditional community can't come up with. Yep. Definitely we, so, need, we need more talent in the power. Well, this is also true, but the beautiful part now is power is with respect, more with respect as it's becoming recognized that power is a philosophy, not just a collection of technologies. Yes, and some, something, something else just, just to close. I mean, uh, I've been very, very much driven by energy efficiency and uh, reducing the energy consumption. And I'm glad that I've been part of this digital power story. Uh, seeing now all the products that we release, that, uh, that possibility that we are offering or the technology is offering uh, to really decrease energy consumption is just great. And I agree, Patrick. So, Patrick, thank you so much for being on the show. We always like to have people talking about the power industry from different angles, and I always appreciate yours. Thank you, Alex. And I'd like to thank everybody out there in the audience for taking the time to be with us. We wouldn't be here without you. Tell your friends. This is Alex Paltz for Paltz on Power. Have a great day. <laughs>